It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. I'm your host, Jason Breifel, and today I'm joined with uh, Abby Harriman, the Senior Vice President of Delivery and Innovation at High Point Global, and Dave Luan, Vice President at Forsey. Today we'll be talking about customer service initiatives uh, and government agencies. And before we begin our conversation, I'd like to remind our viewers that FedTalk is brought to you by Long-Term Care Partners, who administer the Office of Personnel Management-sponsored Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. Good morning, Abby and Dave. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Good morning. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm I'm really excited to have both of you here to uh, to talk about uh, a, a really important topic, uh, not only for the government but but for all uh, enterprises that uh, that serve cu- that serve customers. And you know, I think um, it'd be a great to, for our listeners to uh, to kind of just set the stage broadly. Why is customer service uh, so important? Why are organizations focusing on it so much these days? And then why is this an issue of importance for the government? Uh, Dave, would you like to kick us off here? Good morning, Jason, and again, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I think when you look at the reason why customer service is so important, uh, you have to start with the customer. Um, If you think about it, uh, the consumer, uh, customer for an organization has evolved so much over the last handful of years to where we're more knowledgeable than we've ever been before. We've got more information at our at our fingertips, and whether that's through a smartphone or a tablet, we're doing our homework on, uh, you know, what our what we should be receiving from a particular agency or program. And uh, when we go and look for that information, our expectations are higher than ever. So I think the demands are definitely on uh, those that are measuring uh, and experiencing the the customer service to really understand from the customer's point of view uh, what it is that they're looking for and how can they improve the overall experience. That's great. And, uh, and Abby, why don't you, uh, you, you build on that? I think Dave made a great point that um, the public uh, at large has, has so much information these days to, to help them make uh, decisions about um, how they access products or services, and, and that really speaks to this issue of why customer service gets so much attention. Absolutely. You know, we're living in an age where people have never been more connected. Um, And when we think about the citizen experience as opposed to the customer experience, it is a bit of a different paradigm. Some of the tools and techniques and solutions that we can use to increase the customer experience in the private sector can be applied in this case. But if you think about the motivation of the citizen, it's not about them having a choice. You can't offer them a discount on their taxes because they didn't get a good experience with you to gain their loyalty. It's about really providing an equitable access to the programs, policies, um, and information that citizens are entitled to have through the government that we've created. 
Um, so it's really about not only that individual um, experience that one person has with the government. Uh, it may be that someone walked into um, uh, an office to apply for some sort of aid. That's great. Uh, that interaction that they had then gets tweeted. If that's positive, that's great. That's more press for the agency. Um, if that's a negative experience, however, even the interaction someone never had because their friend had it or their family member had it, they're creating a perception of the effectiveness of the government that represents them. So that's why it's more critical than ever for us to ensure that we're really providing effective citizen experience. Well, and, and that uh, that issue of uh, perception is really key because, uh, you know, so often it's reported the things that go wrong um, when folks are dealing with a company or with the federal government. And uh, you don't really hear a, or read a news story when somebody had a great experience dealing with their local IRS office, for example. Um, and, and, you know, I think that really helps kind of frame why this issue um, has been getting so much uh, attention from the government, um, including uh, in April 2011, President Obama issuing an executive order um, ordering agencies to develop customer service plans uh, and to focus on these issues. And, uh, you know, is that, uh, would you like to tell our, our listeners, uh, Dave, uh, a little bit about that uh, initiative and, and some of the um, activities that have stemmed from that executive order um, and, and what you've been seeing in your work with agencies? Yeah, I think number one is just to, uh, the, the types of things that have been outlined is to really understand, you know, how are people interacting with departments, agencies, and programs, and what are agencies doing to measure that experience. And so what you've seen is you've seen a number of uh, organizations that are now mandated to start to gather information, feedback from their constituents, and to get an idea of if they're meeting somewhat on the, the overall objectives. And what we're seeing is there's, there's organizations that are, quite frankly, maybe checking the box and saying, okay, we're we're adhering to the executive order, but then there's others that truly want to measure the experience to find out how they can really improve the overall experience. Because at the end of the day, it's not just about meeting the objectives of the organization uh, that they look at internally, but it really should be through the eyes of the customer, uh, through the eyes of the citizen that are actually going and, and using the services and, and getting the information from programs um, but also should be able to tell, you know, here's my experience with you. Uh, I uh, it, it either met or uh, did not meet or maybe exceeded uh, my expectations. But more importantly, agency managers, leaders need to understand uh, what are the things that they can improve on, uh, where do they make investments of limited time, money, and resources so they can have a better experience for citizens so they don't end up going to maybe private sector alternatives. Uh, so overall, what we're seeing is, you know, it's not only just, um, you know, the digital channel, it's not just the websites, but it's also mobile as well. And we're seeing more and more uh, agencies and programs that understand the need to be able to, you know, find out what is that experience that people are having, whether it's on a smartphone or a tablet with apps or sites, uh, because there's higher expectations there as well. And so because of the order, uh, you see a lot of good things that are happening. 
but a lot of room for improvement as well as to the overall appetite that agencies and programs really have with, with truly understanding if they're meeting the needs and expectations of their constituents that they serve. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I mean, one of the things that um, that we're seeing in our work with agencies is, you know, there really are pockets of greatness. Um, you know, you read the surveys, you look at the data out there on the poor performance of uh, customer service in the federal space, um, you know, but we are seeing evidence that the tide is starting to change. Uh, people have Zappos expectations on federal budget, uh, you know, and, and in order to be able to deliver services of that high quality, it's not just making sure that you're focusing on technology. Technology is one of the critical pieces of the solution. It is not in and of itself the entire solution. So focusing more on how you drive change consistently throughout the entire organization goes back to the fundamentals of who people are and how they operate. This goes back to creating a relationship with citizens and a relationship with individual performers within the government um, and engagement in what they do every day to serve citizens that they're interacting with. So it's about cultural change. It's about alignment around a vision and a mission. And if you have that at the highest levels of that organization, then you start to see those pockets of greatness arise and you start to see them grow over time. So, you know, we look at the federal government and we think it's so big, it's so monumental. How are we going to turn the ship around? It's not about turning a big ship around. It's about taking little rowboats and pulling them in the same direction. So if we focus on those pockets of greatness and spreading that over time, uh, focusing on alignment with that mission, then everything from your fundamental hiring practices to your HR systems, your technology, the underlying processes that uh, the, the agencies follow, your organizational structures, even your facilities, if those are all aligned around what's important to the citizen, not what's important to us as a federal agency, that's when we start to see real change happen. And that's that's a really great point, and I think uh, leaves us for a, a perfect uh, opportunity to take our first break. Uh, and after this break, we'll continue this conversation uh, about federal customer service initiatives. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Today we're featuring a conversation with Dave Luan of Forsey and Abby Harriman of High Point Global. We're talking about customer service initiatives in the government. And uh, before the break, I think Abby had a, a really great uh, analogy about this, uh, which is uh, instead of trying to turn around the entire federal government and thinking about it as a, a single huge ship, we really need to be thinking about this uh, in much more discrete pockets. Uh, and as she put it, with, with little rowboats trying to pull in the same direction uh, to help turn that ship. 
um, because those individual touch points um, with agencies and citizens really help frame the uh, the broader perception of of how folks um, view their interactions with the government. Uh, you know, when when a citizen uh, interacts with a particular agency, that interaction can form their um, perception of uh, the government writ large. Um, and and there are a lot of surveys out there these days that have uh, pointed to some declining customer service satisfaction. Um, in the government, but uh, um, you know, including the uh, American Customer Satisfaction Index, um, but hopefully those uh, data points uh, do show some some promise, despite some of the bad news. And uh, I know that that Dave, you're uh, uh, involved with the the ACSI, and uh, are curious if you can uh, tell us about some of the the recent findings from those surveys, because I think it does uh, serve as a good benchmark for uh, where we've been and and where we might be going in the future as we can track these efforts over time. Yeah, no, Jason, one of the things that, that we're seeing in, in the report that came out from ACSI was focused on the overall experience that citizens have with government. So there's about uh, 1,100 people that were surveyed over a period of time that talked about their experiences that they had with government. Unfortunately, the, the, the grade that came out was a 64 on a scale of a 0 to 100. And so when you look at some context in that 0 to 100 grading scale, 80 is that threshold of excellence, right? So those are organizations that are really doing well. And 69 and below would be recognized as definitely an, an area for opportunity. Um, but I think it, it, it's important to bring out also what Abby brought up is that there are these pockets of excellence, if you will, because there are organizations that are doing well. And um, it's important to, and to kind of use the same analogy when you look at you know, how do we change the overall experience that we're delivering uh, to citizens? You really need to kind of focus at that particular touch point first. And so we see a lot of successful organizations, what they're doing is, you know, if you look at Social Security, it's not just uh, people interacting with Social Security. They don't see Social Security as Social Security on the web, Social Security in the contact centers, Social Security on a mobile device or when I'm waiting in line at a Social Security Administration office, they just see the organization as a whole, as Social Security. But during the chair of someone that is responsible for a particular channel, we see the best practices are really trying to understand what's happening in that particular channel. For example, if someone is responsible or a team is responsible for the website and the initiatives with the website, it's extremely important to measure within that channel first. The reason is, is because we can get some specific insights that make that digital experience optimal as possible. And then really the next step is to, is to understand that customer journey and to really understand that people are traversing from one channel to another, again, with those expectations and using Social Security as an example is that's just the one organization. So we can understand how does the mobile experience, for example, contribute to me going to the website? And is the website providing a, a, a strong enough experience to where I don't need to call the contact center? Because if you think about it, and Abby brought this up as well, is that federal government is, is uh, the agencies and programs, they're operating on very thin budgets. And oftentimes is that uh, we talk to our customers and focus in on not necessarily where you're going to have maybe as you would in the private sector an increase in revenue, but where can we focus our attention 
um, to make improvements so we can decrease the cost to serve the citizens. And that, that's really hugely important because, um, like I said, limited time, money, and resources. Hopefully we need to be able to find out where do we not spend money in these particular areas. So it's to understand what's happening in a specific touch point or what we would refer to as a channel. How do people go from one channel to another and how is what is the contribution from one channel to another? Then overall, how is the experience with uh, the overall department agency or program? What do constituents feel about that overall experience? So I think there's some best practices. There's some good things that are happening out there right now. The ACSI report underscores the challenges that uh, often many of the department's agencies programs are having. Uh, at 4C, we've been measuring the customer experience since 2001 and reporting on the state of e-government uh, since 2003. So for 46 consecutive quarters, we've been shedding the light on um, how organizations are doing. And in the most recent report of Q4, uh, profiled 100 different websites uh, because what we want to do is focus the attention as well on the areas where citizens want to access information from the government. And that, from our research over the years, has proven out to be those digital channels. And so overall, not doing too bad. Uh, the overall benchmark at 4C is a 69, and the uh, government's performing at a 75.1 with this index with 100 different websites. So Again, underscoring the fact that although it, it may seem like doom and gloom sometime, and that's, that makes for good press and reporting, uh, at the same time, a lot of agencies are doing quite well and overall not too bad on the digital channels. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, one of the things that, that I love about that e-government satisfaction index paired with the ASCI is really focusing on what are the numbers doing in tandem. So as you look at the consistent improvement in our web presence as an agency, in uh, mobile solutions, the satisfaction is actually going up. So when I when I looked at the the um, the e-government satisfaction index, uh, you can see that uh, one of the Medicare websites, for example, is rated higher than Amazon.com. So when we talk about what rock stars the tech sector is on the private side of the fence, um, they are rock stars. But you know what? There are moments of greatness on the public sector as well. But when you pair that with the overall declining index in customer satisfaction, the two things don't work together. So what that highlights to me and what that indicates very clearly is that technology is a piece, but it is not the full solution. We've got to focus on culture. So Dave, I love that you brought up the idea of journey mapping, You know, pairing that with personas, getting a true picture of who the citizens are um, and using robust analytics tools to be able to do that. The data is out there. Um, the technology that we can bring to bear to solve this problem is unbelievable. Speech to text analytics, for example. Uh, as someone is calling into the contact center, uh, the technology that we have can actually indicate whether somebody is feeling positively or feeling negatively. So technology can tell you about feelings in a relationship. Wow. That's pretty powerful. So when you start to hear these key indicators like the term, you people just don't understand, and oh, you've got to be kidding me. Those are key phrases that we've probably uttered on the phone with a contact center before. 
with speech to text analytics, we can look at the volume and, and numbers and um, we can look at when those words are being used and by which types of people and where have they been in their journey so far? How many contacts have they had to that contact center in the past? What were they calling about before? What do we think based on our understanding of who they are, they're going to call about in the future? Um, so it's really about using those analytics to drive down to the tier zero. The biggest impact or the biggest key that you have made an impact on citizen experience is the call you never get at your contact center. That means that your web presence is effective, that people are getting the information that they, they're needing. So gathering that analytics and putting that on a website or in a mobile app, some mechanism that they can self-serve, um, takes all of the burden and the effort out of the transactional that has to happen with the agency. So that frees up call volume at the contact center so you can have agents spending more quality time building effective relationships and really treating citizens as unique snowflakes. Uh, we know that people are unique. People want to be treated as such. That's what drives a positive customer experience. Um, so, you know, as we're talking about shrinking budgets, everybody's loving to hammer on the IRS right now. It's not about spending more money, it's about spending smarter money. So how can we invest more on the tier zero, on the self-serve options, and focus then on doing the right things in the contact center and getting more than 30 to 50% of the calls actually answered? I think those are, those are all great points, and I'd like to uh, unpack this conversation around technology and data and how that is driving uh, a transformation both in the uh, the culture and how agencies are are addressing this issue, but also how it might be changing business practices, how organizations are uh, prioritizing their investment in their operations. Uh, and we'll have that conversation after our next break. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. If you're a federal law enforcement officer, then you know to do your job, you tap inside sources. To have a voice on policy and legislation, you join FLIOA. And when you want federal law enforcement officer news and up-to-date federal court decisions, you read FedAgent.com. If you aren't reading FedAgent.com, subscribe today. It's free. Don't let this source pass you by. I'm John Adler, president of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, and I approve this message. Listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. We are talking with Dave Luan and Abby Harriman, uh, having a conversation about uh, federal customer service initiatives. And before the break, we had uh, left off uh, with our conversation talking about uh, technology and analytics and, and how using those tools and those insights that we have with, with data collected by both agencies as, as well as the private sector um, is a uh, is facilitating some some change inside of how agencies are uh, viewing their business and viewing how they uh, interact with and serve the public. 
Um, and, uh, you know, Dave, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear you help us unpack that issue a little more. Well, I think when you look at measuring the customer experience, there's, there's three perspectives that I think uh, you, you need to look at. And Abby touched on a bit of it related to technology is that when you look at the, let's say, the customer experience ecosystem, you've got uh, some behavioral metrics that we can uh, use to get an idea of what, uh, what people are experiencing when they're going through uh, maybe a contact center and, and uh, you know, call time and call wait time and some of, the, uh, some of the metrics we can use there to really understand what people are, are, are experiencing from a behavioral aspect. We can, uh, we can track how many people come into an office with uh, what's referred to as football to really understand traffic and how many people are coming in during a, a specific time frame. For the website as well, we can use uh, some behavioral analytics to understand uh, where people are coming from, what page they're landing on, how many pages they view, uh, and where they exited from. And we can even track, you know, the acquisition source of how people even got to the site to begin with. That's great information, it's, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if you think about it, we've all been on sites before, right, to where we've got, uh, we've been on there for uh, 10 minutes and 10 pages, and uh, sometimes we've had a great experience, uh, a lot of rich content that we're consuming, and the other times uh, might be a frustrating experience, it might be we can't find what we're looking for, and so there's the behavioral aspects of things that we want to use, and a lot of times... Uh, you know, might be Google Analytics or Site Catalyst from Adobe or some other ways of tracking some uh, um, behavioral analytics, and that's important. Um, what we want to start to do is start to get some feedback from people. And, you know, you see a lot of the agencies are starting to get some feedback. Again, going back to the Executive Order 13571 that really mandates that process of starting to get some feedback from our constituents. But if you think about feedback, uh, we've provided it, and a lot of us that are responsible for various channels, we, we hear it. And oftentimes when you hear feedback uh, from constituents, the uh, majority of the time might be negative. Uh, some, you, you know, they love you. You can never do, never do anything wrong, but you hear kind of from both ends of the spectrum. So the real focus needs to be is measurement of the experience that the consumer or the citizen has when they're coming to uh, a website or to the contact center or even an in-location um, experience. And so really what that means is really understanding um, the behavioral aspects, as uh, pointed out earlier, but also understanding from the eyes of the customer, from the eyes of the citizen, what is their experience? And, and can we truly understand what people are doing today and be able to predict what they might do in the future? Meaning it's, you know, there's surveys that are being used to gather information from uh, individuals. Uh, but a lot of times those simple surveys are really focused on more of the, the outputs versus the outcomes. And maybe more focused on the organizational objectives and, and really trying to check the box again to kind of say, okay, our citizens that are coming to this particular site for our program, um, yes, we're meeting their objectives. But at the same time, some of the other surveys that are available out there that use a more consistent approach and a standardized approach, we can really start to tap into what are the things we need to do to improve the experience so more people use that particular channel in the future. Or as Abby 
pointed out, even might be to say, okay, because you can self-serve through digital channels, which is a lower cost to serve for agencies, maybe you don't end up calling the contact center next time. And so really the idea is, is, to, is to look at there's a lot of technology, there's a lot of data out there. The data can tell a lot of different stories, but it's really the important story is to understand from the citizen's point of view what is it that they're looking for, are we meeting their expectations, and what are the things we need to do to exceed their expectations in the future and provide an overall great experience. Well, and I think that you know the uh, the usage of, of data and analytics uh, inside agencies um, is a is an interesting question. As a, as as both of you are, uh, you know, pr- private sector organizations who are helping the government address this issue, uh, I'm curious. You know, is this uh, an area that that agencies have have uh, capability and uh, personnel who? Um, know how to analyze and collect and use that that information. Is that a uh, a skill set that you see being built up, and agencies are able to to stand up more of this uh, uh, internally, or is there uh, a need to focus on the the development of those capabilities so we can continue pushing these uh, these efforts forward? Um, or is this something where you know the the public private partnership? Um, really does work, and, and the expertise that organizations like yours can bring um, really is a value add for agencies. I'm uh, interested to hear you both talk about that since you both are, are inside agencies and working with them trying to address these issues. Uh, what do you think, Abby? Sure. Um, I think that, again, as I said before, there are pockets of greatness in every agency. So while some are more ahead of the curve than others in terms of really understanding the citizen experience and how data analytics and some of the the, the uh, journey mapping and persona creation can really feed into that design of experience. Um, you have some people who who get it and who are pushing the organization in that direction. Um, but as with any new frontier, you know, we saw it with cloud, for example, where it starts to happen in the private sector first. Think of it this way: the private sector works out the kinks. So that government doesn't have to. Um, So learning from private sector is going to be essential in this. And providing partnerships that can really work um, are going to be critical long term. Um, Being able to to pull the data that we need. The agencies in many cases already have that, uh, depending on the types of technologies that they have at their contact centers and their offices, for example. The data may already be sitting there. It's about do you have the right tools and the right expertise to not only analyze it effectively, but to use it to create a holistic picture based on the citizen's view of what an effective and positive experience looks like to really know how to act on that. It's the strategic piece of that that's really missing right now. And that will come. You know, cloud is gaining more and more momentum within the government. And I think there are more people who understand how to apply it and how to work with this. This is another issue that's on par with that revolution. That's great. And, and- yeah, I, yeah, I just jump in and say that, you know, we see, well, first of all, you know, measuring the customer experience, uh, you know, people might say it's not rocket science. It, it's harder uh, because it is really not easy to tap into what people are really uh, expecting about their experience that they have uh, with uh, various channels that they're interacting with departments, agencies, and programs. Um, but the hard part is is that when you start to look at how 
organizations are making decisions, I mean, oftentimes we see a gap. Do people have personnel on staff that know the ins and outs of measuring the customer experience? Sure. We meet with people that are very, very strong in what they do. They're very good at taking data in, synthesizing that data in a way that they can really understand performance levels. They get an idea of what are the things they need to improve on. Uh, the one thing is there's no standardized approach across government. So you've got one department agency and program might say they're doing well, where another agency might say they're doing not so well. And, you know, there's different measurements across the board. So there is no consistent uh, yardstick and compass, if you will, as to understanding how we're doing and where we should go with improvements. I think one of the biggest things that we see is the gap between those that are responsible for the channeling and Measuring data uh, through various analytical approaches, um, the gap between those folks that are in the data every day and manage, management and leaders that are actually making strategic decisions for the program. Um, oftentimes you think about, you know, is, is are people able to bubble up that data and translate that to business intelligence so people can use it on the front line, so leaders can truly understand you know, what it is that they should do to make improvements for a particular channel or the, the journey that people take or the overall experience that people have with the with the organization overall. But then also you've got leadership that, you know what, do they really reach down to those analysts that are on staff to say, um, you know, help me understand and make those data-driven um, decisions more effective? And, and, and that, there's, a, there's a gap there. One is, you know, you see the more well-funded agencies to have some of those folks on staff, and others just do not. And so we see it kind of different across the board. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there are ways, and whether it's partnering with private sector vendors that have been doing this either in the private sector or across government for years, uh, there are resources out there. And uh, a lot of times taking advantage of the resources from the private sector, like a vendor like 4C, you know, free is not a good business model, so we don't provide just free tools out there. But at the same time, is making an investment in the customer experience, because, again, it is so critical to the success of the agencies and programs, is it, important. And making that investment, whether it's with 4C or another vendor that really uses a standardized way of approaching uh, measuring the customer experience, that's key, because at the end of the day, we're trying to do more with less in government, and the idea is, okay, what are the things maybe we shouldn't invest in? So overall, yes, a lot of good talents with the people that are working in the programs, uh, but then again, there are gaps. Thanks, Dave. And, and I think you you both raise an interesting point, and, uh, you know, while there are uh, maybe some folks who are, who are doing this well and, and others maybe not so much, um, this is an area where they're – um, in the way that agencies are approaching this. There's kind of a lack of a standardized approach or a, a common thinking. And uh, I know that some agencies are starting to develop uh, the uh, chief customer service officers. And uh, I'm, I'm curious whether the creation of positions like that in agencies or, or maybe down the line with, uh, with frontline staffers, are you seeing communities of practice develop uh, around this issue um, to to facilitate the sharing of those best practices um, across the government so so folks can learn from those those who really get it and uh, those pockets of excellence that you both have pointed out. Absolutely. Um, we're seeing a, a groundswell of activity in this area 
So when, when I think of where the activity is really happening more than anywhere else, you know, you've got OMB who has um, announced that they're creating a federal feedback button. So the Yelp of government customer service. That's going to provide one mechanism for gathering the, the um, reactive customer service metric for each of the individual agencies. They've also begun a, a, a customer service community of practice. So there is momentum, there is groundswell, but you know, as you're talking about setting up uh, the chief customer officer within these, these agencies and organizations, that is fantastic. Um, in addition to uh, the customer service award program that was just announced by President Obama, that was a step in the right direction. And what that shows is an awareness that it isn't a technology problem, that it isn't a process problem, that it isn't a people problem, it's all of those things working in concert. So putting somebody in charge is gonna be effective, but you have to start to make change at every level. So when you think about what impacts the quality of the interaction that a citizen has with an agency, it's not just the person on the other side of the desk or the other end of the phone from the agency with the citizen. It is six or seven layers up in the agency with the people who develop the processes, who set the budgets, who created the organizational structure, who developed the policies. It is truly six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And unless you are addressing solutions at every single one of those levels, you're never going to truly impact all of the inputs and all of the impacts that lead to a positive outcome for that citizen. Yeah, I would say that uh, is it, do we see it more often where there is a, uh, you know, customer service initiative with someone championing that effort? Uh, absolutely. We see it in the private sector as well. Several organizations, it's interesting, the business cards that you get these days and the titles that are on there, a lot of times they are focused on the customer experience. Um, and it's not just, uh, you know, the two of us on the phone that are experienced. There was a report a year ago that came out from PwC that outlined that 91% of CEOs were uh, concerned about the shift in consumer behavior and 28% saying that they were extremely concerned. So it's a focus for a lot of organizations. Um, when we are talking to government agencies uh, about measuring customer experience and those that are focused on measuring the customer experience, one of the things that it's really important to know is it, it does take a village. And uh, as Abby pointed out, it's, it's not just those that are dealing with the data, those that are making decisions as well with the strategic direction uh, that the agency or program is taking. So. It's important. Um, there's a groundswell of, uh, of uh, activity related around customer experience. But again, you know, things when we start looking at whether it's a feedback button or different simple ways, you know, it's, it, it's I hate to keep using the same statement, but it, it's checking a box. And, and the, the concern that we should have is that if we're reacting to um, things that, uh, citizens are providing feedback on and reacting to those, it's not a great way to run an organization. We really have to understand, you know, are those things um, that people are saying, are they aligned with the strategic objective with the organization? And the, the, the key is, is that we don't want to make bad investments. And that's, that's where most of the concern, I think, that should be focused in on is it's good to get feedback. It's good to hear from our constituents, but at the same time, let's make sure 
that we're understanding where we should put limited time, money, and resources and make the right investments that's the best for the specific program or agency. And if everyone focuses on those particular things, I think we'll be better off versus just getting in reaction mode. Good that we're starting to capture some information and continue to capture information. But more importantly, can we get to a standardized measurement tool in place to understand not only performance levels, and we can benchmark those performance levels, but where to make those improvements. I, th- I think that's a, a really great point, um, Dave, uh, you know, figuring out where to make those strategic investments and, and as you put it, you know, getting, getting the entire village, uh, everyone in the agency uh, from the frontline staff all the way to senior leaders, um, seeing how they all play a role in, um, in making those decisions and the customer service uh, experience uh, as they're serving uh, the American public and the taxpayers. Um, we're going to take our last break here and hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll wrap up our conversation on customer service initiatives in the government. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Make long-term care insurance part of your retirement plan. Long-term care is expensive, and it's not covered by traditional types of insurance plans. With benefits designed specifically for the federal family, the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program offers a smart way to help protect savings and assets and remain independent should you need long-term care services someday. Start planning for the future. Take the next step and visit ltcfeds.com today. That's ltcfeds.com. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. We're now in the last segment of our show talking with uh, Dave Luan and Abby Harriman talking about federal customer service initiatives. Um, before the break, we uh, talked about how um, this is really a, a, a top-to-bottom issue for agencies. Uh, everybody has a role uh, to play, um, whether you're a frontline customer service staffer, a program or policy person, someone doing data analytics, all the way up the chain to budgeters and, and senior leaders, because um, it really we, we really are in a paradigm of, uh, of shrinking budgets, and, and agencies are trying to figure out how to do more with less, and, and at the same time, uh, figuring out how to uh, serve the public the best they can and, uh, and hopefully serve the, the, the public better. Um, and, and, and it does sound like we are uh, having successes in, in certain pockets, and, and, and the challenge now is to uh, figure out how to expand that out and, and, and uh, accelerate this effort. Um, and, and given that both your organizations, uh, High Point Global and 4C, are, are inside agencies and, and working with folks on this, uh, I'm just curious, you know, what are, uh, if for our listeners out there, what are uh, key challenges or opportunities, lessons uh, or, or, or best practices that you'd like to convey um, for folks to think about? Uh, what do you think, Dave? Well, I just I, I think there's a number of things uh, we can do. Uh, as we mentioned uh, before, you know, it takes a village. Takes uh, more than just uh, one individual that has some ideas, but we've outlined uh, kind of a seven-step process, and sometimes it's uh, it's uh, easy uh, to, to kind of understand, you know, what are the things that you need to look at. And part of those steps, now, just kind of give you an abbreviated version of those steps. Uh, but number one is just really to understand and identify who your customers are, and that might be whether they're in government, outside of government, inside the Beltway, or outside the Beltway need to understand a little bit more about those customers are, Abby mentioned, personas, very important to gain intelligence and get smarter about the people that uh, we're serving and who they are. 
the second step would be to make sure we're actively listening to our customers. Um, you know that people will give. There was a period of time a couple of years ago on the heels of the executive order where there were feedback and ideation tools that were available to um, agencies to use. Um, but we saw and heard and listened through reading the different feedback that agencies were getting. Um, but it's important to act on that feedback as well. So in other words, if there is someone that's giving their thoughts and their, their opinions, is to make sure that we have mechanisms in place to act on that feedback so we're actively listening to, uh, to the customers. The third aspect is to focus on the customer's journey. Abby and I both talked about it is it's not just the experience with one particular channel that should be a focus of any uh, agency. It should be, you know, wh how do people experience um, the overall experience with the agency? And that might be from offline to online. It could be mobile to digital. So it's really understanding that complete customer journey from end to end and what are some things that uh, we should be focusing our attention on in that particular journey. We need to, number four, look at establishing, making sure that customer service standards are set. Um, one of the things that we often will talk about is uh, success really requires definition and defining what the standards are. And, and, and talking about those things internally and externally to the public is really important as well. Number five, you know, being measure. You know, measure, uh, you know, you think about the overall experience can't manage what you don't measure. And uh, so it's really important to understand uh, using maybe a standardized way to measure the experience that people are having to, to understand how the performance is with a particular channel. Um, again, where should we make investments? So, so we know that if we make the right investments, we're gonna drive the outcomes that we're looking for. So measurement is hugely important. The six is to really gain internal uh, um, adoption to make sure that senior leadership and, and the people that are working on the data like we talked about and everyone in between is is on board uh, with some of the initiatives that the organization has. And and number seven, to really, you know, to champion that customer experience uh, initiative into action. And that, uh, you know, there might be people listening today that are responsible and have that on their title, uh, on their business card that basically says, you know, here's what I'm responsible for. And that's that customer experience. And and how do you work together within an organization and making sure that you're uh, maybe co-publishing some information with other stakeholders in the organization? Because, again, it can't just be one voice, but it has to be a theme across the organization. So that's just an abbreviated way to kind of look at maybe some seven key steps that organizations can take to ensure that they have a successful customer service effort. That's great. And, you know, to me, what's, what's really interesting about those is that the uh... – the the measurements piece comes comes quite quite far along in the process because um, you want to really understand who your customers are and what right. they want before you get there because otherwise you're just collecting data that is possibly irrelevant and uh, and I think that that's a really important lesson for agencies as they are trying to uh, to fulfill the wishes of of both Congress and the administration in terms of using data to drive how the government conducts its business and serves the public, and uh, and Abby, I'd like you to also talk to uh, you know some of the, the the challenges or opportunities or some of the lessons that that you've gained uh, from working in this space. Sure, you know the old adage holds that the customer is always right. I don't agree with that, but the customer always comes first, 
And that's the key. If we, if we do nothing else, focusing on really understanding who our citizens are, where they're coming from, where they've been, what their expectations and needs are, what effort do they expect to expend in an interaction with us, what does good look like as we're defining a positive or a good citizen experience, and driving that through cultural change and communication through every level of the organization. Um, so that all starts with really creating a compelling vision. Why do I, as a government worker in the middle of an agency that may be three degrees removed from the citizen, have any, any impetus for change whatsoever? You know, I, I, I know a lot of people who work in the federal government, and there is an overwhelming desire to serve. There is a reason why folks who work in the federal government work in the federal government. It's not for the money. <laughs> it is for this desire to serve. It is a calling. And we have to provide um, that reason, that calling, so that, uh, you know, I'm thinking through the, the GAO report on um, federal employee performance and some of the feedback that we got there about a lack of engagement, people feeling disconnected from what they do every day. Well, imagine those folks who are disconnected on the other end of a phone line from a citizen who is wanting engagement, who needs a service and access to information. Um, that's a pretty powerful driver toward change. And if we start to view everything that we do through the lens of the citizens' experience and who they are and what they need, we will start to see change happen. So, you know, if I could give advice for the one thing to start doing first, it's set that clear vision and start driving it through every area of the organization. That's great. And, and you know, that, that really is a, a great bridge between uh, a topic that we've talked about on, on this program and I know is talked about around government a lot, uh, employee engagement and employee engagement efforts um, really are uh, a way to, to bridge the gap to the citizens through customer service uh, or vice versa. Um, and I think that's a, a really important point for, for anybody to listen because as you mentioned, Abby, maybe you are three steps removed from the customer in the middle of your, pro of your agency and you think you might not have a role to play there. But if you are, are that person and you think that there's some, something that can be done better, um, you should have a, have a voice at that table and, and an opportunity to improve how, how your agency is, uh, is working on this uh, and tackling this issue of customer service. And hopefully that will uh, get your, you and your colleagues more engaged and broadly uh, how you're serving the public and, and your mission at large, because we know agencies, are, our employees rather, are very dedicated to their mission. They really are interested in serving their public. And, uh, you know, this has a, a, been a really great conversation, giving some folks tools and, and advice on, on uh, how, to, how to make that customer service uh, better. Um, in the, uh, the last few minutes here, uh, Dave and Abby, I'd like to just let you know, uh, give you an opportunity to let our listeners, uh, if they're interested in more information about um, what you have written on this subject or, or your organizations have written on this subject, uh, where can they go? Where can they find some of the, the tools or resources that you both have identified for us? I'll, I'll start. Uh, anyone uh, has more uh, questions as to things related to uh, interaction with government and measurement of the customer experience within government uh, can go to the 4C website at 4C.com. 
Um, also, they can also always reach out to me at dave.lawan at 4c.com. And, you know, it's, we, we cover a lot of different industries with measurement. And so as uh, Abby and I both have pointed out, a lot of times uh, organizations, whether you're in government or outside of government, a lot of times people like comparing uh, how government is doing uh, compared to the private sector. Uh, our organization, we work with a lot of leading organizations in whether it's uh, retail, financial services, healthcare, um, things related to the measurement of specific channels, again, talking about whether it's mobile. So we have a lot of great content related to best practices. Just before we got on the air today, there was a, uh, a lead-in that talked about uh, whitehouse.gov going to a full responsive design, and we talk about how does responsive design, how does that impact the overall customer experience. And also here at the end of the conversation, we started to mention of employee engagement and how important that is as part of the overall customer experience that people have. And so we've got a lot of great content. If if people want to find out more information, they can get that at 4C.com. Great. Thank you. So you can find more information about all of our white papers and additional information about our methodologies, our tools, and our solutions at highpointelevate.com. You can also email me at abbyharriman abby.harriman at highpointglobal.com. I just want to summarize by thanking you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this issue. Uh, You know, I think Lincoln said it best in the Gettysburg Address when he said, government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. And the way to continue to ensure that that happens is to establish a citizen-centric culture that really does put the service back in customer service. Um, The mandates are there. Change is starting to happen. The soil is ready for planting. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dave Luan, Forsey, Abby Harriman, High Point Global. I've really appreciated you joining us for this conversation about customer service. You've been listening to Fed Talk. Uh, Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm, Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks so much. (music) 